Really excited to be with you guys this morning. Um, this week has been one of those weeks where when Pastor Scott asked me to preach, he showed me the text and everything, and it was something I really wrestled with. It was something that I was like, I don't know what you're doing, God, but let's, let's just do this. So here we are this morning. One thing that, that I, I, when I encounter different people, different backgrounds, um, from different states, different countries, one thing that I know we all have in common is this. All of us have needs. First of all, my need is learning this, because I'm not tall. Um, all of us have needs. All of us have a need in which we have. They can be material needs. They could be relational needs. They can be spiritual needs. They can be needs of comfort, needs of joy, need to pay the bills. They can be need to pay off loans. They can be different needs. All of us have a need. Needs do not leave. These needs do not discriminate. They, we all have them. We all have this need. We all have something that we need in our lives. And as this, this past series, we've been talking about the seven words and of, of Jesus and the process of him being crucified on the cross and what Jesus experienced on that cross. As Pastor Scott uh, said in the very beginning of the sermon series, the process of crucif uh, crucifixion, the process in which one went through, that the nails would go in the wrist and the, and, the, and the feet and the body would hang there after being beaten, the most brutal way to go out. Throughout human history, scholars today still say crucifixion was the most tremendous way to be persecuted because it was a long process. And as we see that, as we realize that, as we look, as we enter in this Easter, this Easter season, we, can be, we were reminded of the sacrifice that Christ took for us. And on that cross, Jesus said, Two words, seven letters. He said, I thirst. I am thirsty. If you turn to your Bibles to John 19, verse 28. And if, when you turn there, go ahead and stand for the reading of the word. We're going to read up to verse 29. So it says, Later, knowing that all was now completed, so that the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. I'll read verse 30. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. May the Lord bless this reading. You may be seated. So this past year, I've been starting, I've started my master's at Calvin Sim, and this year I've been taking Greek. <laughs> and my need right now is to pass Greek. And it is brutal, it is hard, and it's difficult. But when I was looking through the text, my, my Greek professor challenged us to look at the text in Greek, as you, as you study it, as you know it, and, and see what the Greek text says. And the Greek word for here, when Jesus is on the cross, Jesus says this word, dip, dip, dipso, dipso, and it means I thirst. 
Jesus is on the cross, and as he is there, he is entering the sixth hour, and he says, I thirst. And as we look and we think, okay, this is kind of a little random. This is something I'm like, ah, what does this mean here? But these two words, these seven letters, bring everything in together. These two words, just these two words alone tie everything together. And let me say, let me show you why it ties everything together, okay? The humanity of Christ in this moment is shown. Jesus is right now on the cross saying, I thirst. Jesus has a need. But if we stop and take a step back, last week we talked about Jesus saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? My God, my God, where are you? I don't think Jesus was like, where are you, God? Like on the cross, I don't think it was like a, where are you? Like a, a quiet, I, I think when Jesus cried that out, he cried with all of his might, my God, my Father, where are you? And after that, there was time that passed. And then, he re- and then Jesus is like, I thirst. It was almost like a, a, another cry for help. It wasn't a direct, God, uh, where are you? It was, here's my need. And he says, I thirst. I'm thirsty, God. One of the traditions that was done for, for, for crucifixion was as they, people who were put on the cross, as they were on the cross, they would give them in the very beginning stages bitter wine. And the bitter wine was used to be a numbing agent. And we see in the other accounts of the Gospels, as Jesus was on the cross, the first time he denied the drink. Jesus wanted to be fully there in that moment to fulfill the Father's will for him. Jesus wanted to be fully there at that moment and rejected it. Then as time passed by, as he suffered on that cross and as he stood, as he was hung there on that tree, he said, I thirst, tired, beaten. Jesus had a need. And this leads us to one of the most amazing things of the story. The story that just didn't stop there. The story that continues on to this place. The story that we have a place in. The story did not stop at that moment. The story did not stop later on. It's the story continues on now. And we are part of this story. And as we look in this story, as we look at Jesus, the most, the most amazing thing is said in this verse. When he says, I thirst, it says, knowing that all was now completed so that scripture would be fulfilled. And that's verse 28. That part right there is amazing. Let me say why it's amazing. Let's take a step back. So as Jesus was on the cross, they gave him hyssop full of like this bitter wine full of hyssop. Now, if a Jewish reader was reading this, they would realize the importance of hyssop. There's an important meaning, an important meaning to hyssop. When the Jews were in it, when in Egypt and the Passover was taking place, it was hyssop that was used to sprinkle the blood over the doorframe. 
so that the Spirit would pass over them. It was the hyssop that was the driving force that was the carrier to bring peace, to bring safety. We look in the Psalms, Lord, make me white as snow. Cleanse me with hyssop. Hyssop is used as a cleanser. Hyssop is used and is seen as something that saves. And it's, it's not by coincidence that we see here that Jesus was given hyssop. It's, that's pretty amazing. And this is what's amazing about this. God's work is detailed. Let me say that again. God's work is detailed. God works in the details. We see from the Old Testament to the New Testament that God is at work and that his will will be done. Not according to our time, but according to his. And what we see here is this. Later in the, in the book of Psalms, David is writing a psalm, Psalm 69. And Psalm 69 is known as a messianic psalm. It is known as like a messianic psalm. And as, if you, as you read it, you can literally see the process in which Christ went through to be crucified. And Psalm 69, 21 says, as I, as I lay there in anguish, you gave, they put gall in my food, bitter wine, and gave it to me. This moment in which Jesus was on the cross was talked about 1,200 years, 500, 800 years prior to it happening. It took place prior to it even happening. It was talked about way before it took place. And as Jesus, as Jesus was on the cross, as he had this need, he knew his need was for the Father's will to be done. He knew the Father's need he knew his need, and his need was to fulfill the Father's purpose. It wasn't about him at that moment. It was about what God has called him to come into, to step into, to live into. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to be crucified. I don't know about you, but I don't like pain. I don't know about you, but I don't like suffering. I don't like stress. I don't even like a paper cut. But in that moment, God calls Christ to pick up the cross for us. He tells Christ, pick up the cross for us. Because this is an ongoing story. This is an ongoing story in which God had detailed work in it. It wasn't by chance that Jesus says, I thirst. It wasn't by like, oh, I'm thirsty. It wasn't by chance that he said that. It was because he had to fulfill the scriptures. And he realized that, that he fulfilled the scriptures. And as he said, I thirst, they gave him the wine. And he said, it is finished. And he released his soul. God's work is detailed. Jesus had a need to think that the Savior of the world had a need and he turned to the Father. That encourages us today. God's work is detailed. Now, as we look at that story and we see that story, some of us this morning are sitting here and like, okay, that's cool and all. 
That's great. Awesome. Heard this story a million times. How does this impact me now? Let me share with you. Some of us this morning have grown up in the church. We were baptized. We went to the catechism class. Maybe some of us came to the church later on. We've done the same routine. We get up at a certain time, go to church, sing the songs, sit down, stand back up, sing more songs, hear the message, sit down, go out through these doors, live our life. We go through this routine, and sometimes in our lives, our needs pile up. Sometimes in our lives, life brings struggle. Some of you this morning are tired, not because of the time change that took place two weeks ago, but some of you are just tired. You've done the same routine. Some of you are trying to figure out, how am I going to pay bills this week? Some of you are trying to figure out, God, where are you? We all have a need. And some of our needs can be materialistic. Some of our needs can be materialistic. We're like, I need to pay these bills. I need to make sure I pay my mortgage or my rent. I need to make sure the Christian tuition's turned in. And some of our needs go a little bit deeper than that. Some of our needs is without us even realizing that we have been walking away from the Father because we've been stuck in our routine. We've been stuck in this place in which we keep going and going and going And we realize that the last time we prayed was we couldn't even remember. The last time we stopped and cried out to God, God, where are you? Or to even address our need to God was a while ago. It was a long time ago. Some of us here need spiritual spiritual refreshment. Some of us here need a reminder of the Father's love in your life. Some of you here are tired and weary and you're trying to figure out, how am I going to do this? You're not. You're not going to do this. Like, ouch, why are you saying that, Mario? Because you can't do this. The Father can, though. Jesus can. And that's the thing about it. That's the beautiful thing about it. That God's work is detailed. And that is our comfort. That God's work is detailed in our life. Everything that we walk through, everything that we step into, everything that we experience, every pain, every anger, every frustration, every piece of doubt is for a reason. It's for a reason that God has planned in your life. And for some of us, we're fighting it. For some of us, we're pushing it like, "Mm, this isn't from God. This is not of God. Our God is a God who works in detail. Our God is a God who doesn't abandon his people, who loves his people, loves them so much, in fact, that he sent his son to die on that cross to fulfill what he said from the beginning. And as we see scripture, it's really easy to see the Bible as as a story that starts in Genesis and ends at Revelation. But the amazing thing about it is we are in the middle of this story. The story is not done yet. We play a role in this. We have a role in this story. And that's amazing that God has invited us into relationship with him to be a part of this story, to cry out to him. To be like, God, I'm thirsty, as a response 
God shows his love and his mercy and his grace. Like I said, many of us here are tired. Many of us here are numb. Some of us just have enough faith to tell God we have no faith. Some of us here don't have any words to say. But may this be your comfort today and this week and in the remainder of your life that you know God's love for you. That as Jesus had a need, the Father provided the need. As you experience stress, fear, doubt, and worry, may you know, may you know that God did not abandon, that God has not left, that God is not absent in your life. You can cry out. You can say, I'm done with this. You can say, I'm done. I'm tired, God. God doesn't give up. He doesn't give up. He doesn't stop. And that's our comfort in this. When we see Jesus on the cross, we see him standing there, laying, hanging there. And God still being there and providing. That's pretty amazing. And that brings comfort to our lives. As we experience stress and as we experience fear and doubt, Jesus gave us words to comfort us. When we look at Matthew 6, uh, 19 through 34, you can turn there. I'm, I'm just going to kind of go into this. He gives us this, these passages, the scripture that says, Do not fear. Do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow, worry about itself. That's found in verse 34. Jesus is literally telling us to do not worry. Do not fear and do not stress. Don't worry about materialistic things. But know that our God provides to know that our God saves, to know that our God will carry you, to know that the Father has not turned his face away. He says, I provided for the birds in the air and the creatures of the land and sea. Surely I will provide for you. There's comfort in that. And like I said earlier, some of our needs can be surface-level materialistic needs. And some of our needs can be deeper. God, what are you doing in our heart? What are you trying to show me, God? What are you trying to teach me? What are you, what are you, what are you walking me through? Why am I going through this? Some of you are just angry with God. And you're trying to figure out just why. Why are you even there? And God even still says, I'm not going to abandon you. I'm not going to walk away from you. I love you. I see your need. I see the need you have right there. Watch what I can do. Watch what I can do. It's not about you, because it's about me. That's what God tells us. It's not about you. Our God is a God who provides, and our God is a God who saves. He provides even in our lowest of lows. As we saw Jesus on the cross, we didn't see, we, we didn't see this abandonment. 
We saw the curtain, the, the curtain torn. But Jesus, in that moment of addressing his need, I thirst, I thirst, that his thirst was quenched. Not really by the wine, but by the fulfillment of his Father's will. May that echo in our lives this week. For some of us, like I mentioned, our need is to be in a deeper relationship with our Father. This week, I want to challenge and encourage you guys this. To spend five minutes, five minutes a day, five minutes a day, to lay your need before God. We see Jesus doubting on the cross, saying, God, why have you forsaken? Where are you? And then he addresses the need, his need, right afterwards. For some of us, we don't want to, we don't, we don't want to question God. We don't want to ask God, where are you? We, we, we don't want to do that. But I think the beautiful thing about it is Christ invites us to do that. Christ invites us to ask the Father where he's at. This week, ask the Father where he's at. Address your need. Lord, remind me of your grace. Remind me of your mercy. Remind me of your love. Because I'll tell you what, God, I'm not experiencing this. Show up. Reveal yourself to me. And watch what God will do. Watch what God will do. Who God provides and who God sends on your journey, on your walk. They might be the most randomest people, but God is going to send who he wants to send, who he needs to send, to remind you of the love he has for you. But this week, I want to encourage you this, to be still. Be real with God. Be, we, be real where you're at with him right now, this week. Share your fear. Share your anger. Share your doubt. And lay your need before him. Lay your need before the feet of Christ. And watch what our God will do. Watch what Jesus will do. Like I said, for some of us here, all the faith we have is just enough faith to tell God we don't have any faith. And some of us here are holding on to a lot of faith. And that's awesome. Be real with God. Be real with yourself. And let God know what your need is. And look what God will do. Let's pray. God, you are so good. And we thank you for your love and for your mercy. God, we thank you for never leaving us. We thank you, Father God, for being there with us, providing for our needs. And Lord, as you stated your need, God, we thank you for providing the need for Christ. May we live into this, Father God. May we be real with you. May we lay our needs before you. Lord, may we be receptive of your work. Be with us and guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.